Amen. Um, announcements. Sorry, I wasn't aware of this. I'm filling in. If Jocelyn shows up, she's having heart trouble or something, probably. Um, she may take over. Uh, December 10th, today, the United Methodist Women have their Christmas gathering at Avanti's at 12.45. Contact Jeannie if you're joining us. She probably knows by now. And the trustees are meeting after worship. New trustees, please attend. And here she is. So I'll just finish the announcements and then she will be up. Um, on December 17th, we will be caroling to members at 1215 and let Debbie know if you are going to be joining us for that. And on December 24th, how much closer to Christmas can you get for a Christmas pageant? It will be with our luncheon at 10 o'clock a.m. And the Christmas Eve service will be at 7 a.m. Also, in your program there, you have a little green paper about Adopt a Gift, um, which will be $15 for the Shelter Now um, gathering that they are doing for the shelter. And I have the great pleasure to introduce Miss Jocelyn, who will be leading us today. <laughs> you up to this, Jocelyn? Oh, you're always up to this. Okay, I have one announcement. Oh. Okay, we have um, a new sign-up sheet in the back, so if you feel the need to help us out on Sunday morning, that would be great to sign up when it's, when it's convenient. God's light while we sing our insert hand, Wait for the Lord, found in your, your uh, bulletins this week. Would you pray with me, please? God of precious love, God of brilliant sunlight, we thank you for this beautiful day where we are moving towards you and your perfect love. Help us to do that through your grace, we pray. And so may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, I don't know about you, but I'm still catching my breath a bit from last week and all the amazing things that happened here in this church. I'm reflecting on the hundreds and almost a thousand people who came through our church doors for our Christmas in the village celebration. Wasn't it great? And many of them prayed or they left prayers and some even prayer, prayed on the lawn in front of the Mary and Joseph statues. 
And grant you, it was a mild day, so lots of people were coming to the festival anyway. But I wonder if our board sign inviting people to celebrate hope had something to do with that. People want hope these days. People need hope. People want to find that hope in Jesus, apparently. We're here for a reason, not just for a season, and I hope that you felt in your hearts as you served all those people seeking Christian hope, just how much that is true. The story of Advent continues this week as we shift from the coming of Christian hope to the birth of Christian love. With Christian hope, we prepare the way of our Lord by surrendering our will and our lives to be shaped by our loving God, a God who wants to shape us like a potter, shapes a piece of clay on a wheel, molding us into something even better. God's hands are hands of love, hands of comfort. They comfort us with firmness, guiding us to the shape that we're meant to be. Now, looking at our lesson, the people of Israel, in the time when Isaiah 40 was written, they needed those firm hands of comfort also. More than 700 years before the birth of Jesus, they had been conquered by the Babylonians, who took many of the Israelites to Babylon as captives. There came a time, though, when the prophets of Israel wanted to prepare them to return to their land. There was hope. God still loved them. God still loved them in spite of all of their wrongdoings. And God's plan for Israel, revealed by Isaiah, was simple. They should prepare a way for God, their Lord, straight through the desert from Babylon back to Israel. And it wouldn't be just a path wandering here and there for one or two or just a handful of people chosen to come back to Israel. No, it, Israel's comfort was that God wanted the Israelites to prepare a wide, straight highway, as wide as they could make it. God wanted everyone to come back to God, to, experiencing, to experience God's comforting love as fast as possible. And some in Israel did just that. The temple of God in Jerusalem was rebuilt. The faith of Israel returned to their land. But something was missing. It seems that the people of Israel fulfilled only part of Isaiah's prophecy. You see, Israel had not really changed their ways. Most paid God lip service and kept God far from their hearts. They came to the temple for the holy festivals to offer God a lamb, or a bird, or some grains, but they weren't ready to trust God enough to open their hearts to everything that God could do to bring them a better life. Corruption remained a way of life. Cruelty and injustice were everywhere. Empires continued to enslave them. Love did not rule them. 700 years, 700 years, after these words from Isaiah, little had changed 
for the people of Israel. I want to say that again. Little had changed for the people of Israel in 700 years. Can you imagine that? Sometimes we complain about our circumstances and hope for something better, for something, something hopeful. But can you imagine a world where the bad things just kept getting worse for more centuries than you could dare to count? But still, some people hoped that God's love would favor them again. Something, in the words of Isaiah, must still be the story of God's love. This is where the story of Jesus begins. In the middle of hopelessness, in the middle of a foreign empire humiliating and enslaving the people of Israel, in the middle of frustration and anger and regrets and shame, the story of Jesus begins with the Gospel of Mark. Imagine for a moment that you were one of those people of Israel or from a nearby country, and you had heard about this amazing man, Jesus, who had come to Israel. And you had heard all sorts of things about Jesus, rumors, things good and bad, amazing and hard to imagine. And then someone invites you to hear Mark's story. So you go to hear Mark. You settle down with others to hear this story, not knowing quite what to expect. And a disciple of Jesus comes forward and begins this story. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, Son of God. Amazing, simple words. I love Mark's gospel because it is so simple, so powerful, so direct, so straight to the point. First of all, Mark tells us that the story of Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, is the beginning of God's good news. The story starts by saying that the story of Jesus is not over. Amen? It could be 700, 1,000, 2,000 years after Mark first wrote these words, and we'd still be a part of a story that is just beginning. God's good news of love in Jesus Christ is just warming up even 2,000 years after the story started. And talk about a spoiler alert. Mark doesn't play games with people. He talks, tells everyone right away that the story has a good ending, good news that's being written even today. God's Son has come to save us, and God still wants to save us. God will never, ever give up on us. So the story of Jesus is already off to an amazing start. Then, Mark switches right away to the next part of this amazing story. It's a story that fulfills the words of the prophets of Israel. Isaiah 40's prophecy has finally come true. John the Baptist, preaching repentance to Israel by the River Jordan, was the promised messenger for God's coming. So, what was it that the people of Israel had missed in Isaiah's prophecy for 700 years? What words had been unfulfilled? Mark is giving us this great story. They had missed who was supposed to do what. You see, Isaiah said that we are the ones 
who are to prepare the way of the Lord. We are the ones who are to bring low the mountains and lift up the valleys. Preparing the way of the Lord and not just being ready for the Lord to come, He's coming sometime, but to be ready for God to help us make massive changes in our lives and in the world. For us to find the love of God in our lives that changes our lives, that brings us from despair to hope, from grief to new life. To find this kind of amazing love in our lives means dedicating ourselves to a life of constant and devoted preparation for God's coming. God's love is free. And the love that we are hoping to find in Jesus Christ this Christmas is the best love of all, the best news of all history. But to have that love become real in our lives means really committing ourselves to Christian renewal. John the Baptist started people on this path of renewal when he asked the people of Israel seeking God's love to be baptized in the River Jordan. Now, this was not a quick shower or a ritual bath near a synagogue or a temple, a status quo kind of dunking, something that you could order up from Uber or Amazon. No. As early Christians understood it, the waters of the Jordan were deep, cold, dangerous for people who weren't ready to enter them. In other words... John's baptism under the waters of the Jordan invited you to die to your sins in order to find new life. To get the good news of Jesus, you had to let go of the bad news for good. The mountains of our pride must come tumbling down. The valleys of our despair and shame must be lifted up, and we must tear down and lift them up together to build a highway for the world's salvation made out of God's love. That's the straight story of what it means to enter God's love this Advent. We're in a season of renewal, a season of preparing the way in our hearts for a year in which we can live the good news of Jesus more than ever before. A child is coming. A child born in a manger. A child who passed through his mother like every other baby in history into a world filled with the same problems the same disappointments, the same incompleteness that we have today to help the world be like heaven on earth. And we can be the people of Israel's times and change nothing in ourselves and the world and pass that baby by and call him just another poor and lost child of lost children in this world. Or we can finally respond to the call of God's love in our hearts and prepare the way of the Lord. Let go of the things that keep you from believing the good news of Jesus Christ and that Jesus is the good news for all of humankind and all of creation. Prepare the way of the Lord. Let go of waiting for God to change things that God wants us to change through God's grace. Prepare the way of the Lord. Let go of thinking that the love of God that God wants us to feel and to share with the world needs anything less than our complete devotion to the God who loves us so deeply, so perfectly through faith in Jesus Christ. Prepare the way of the Lord. 
make it wide, make it straight, make it, make it filled with as many people as we can reach through our faithful service and witness to God, so that everyone on earth may leave behind the darkness of sin and death, of oppression and despair, of ignorance and injustice, of everything that would condemn ourselves and the world to needless destruction, and turn to the God of hope, the God of love, the God who's preparing us for everlasting joy and peace, and prepare for this God, our one and true and everlasting God, the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. Amen. Time now for the prayers of the people. Time when we lift up the concerns that we have for one another, the concerns we have for our community and the world. As always, I invite you to pray mindfully for the people in our bulletin, those who are sick, those who are grieving, for those who have passed away. Who did I forget? Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Ms. Marge? We've got some extra room service. Sometimes mistakes become beautiful. Let's remember this week, Tisha Stanley, who's facing lung cancer. She's uh, Debbie's niece by marriage. Pray for Wanda, who broke both legs. And um, that's, um, I think this is a little bit I guess it's being prayed again. That is uh, the mom of Dorothy who runs a gift box. Uh, we're praying for Rowan, a very sick child with leukemia at St. Jude Children's Hospital. Please pray for her healing. We pray for Kathy, Ronnie, and Rita. They're all having health concerns. Please pray for them and their families. 
And we pray for those who are ill, including the healing for Claudia Metza. We also continue to pray for our community. Please help me to find a job. Lord, in your mercy, hear all of these prayers and be lifted up to you. Gracious, loving God, nobody is forgotten in your kingdom. We are frail servants. We stumble and fall. We face obstacles in our minds and our hearts and in our society. None of us is perfect. And so together, we do pray that all of these people may find the healing and grace and hope that you prepared for them in Jesus Christ. We pray for your forgiveness and hope in our hearts, that we as a Christian community may become more perfect in loving you and loving your ways. Find us to one another, lift us up, and prepare us to be your presence in this world, going straight to you, as straight as we can, and leaving all obstacles behind. We do this in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank goodness for the God of love who brings us here today with Christian hope. Let us spread the Christian hope that we have available to share with the world in our tithes and offerings in service to the mission of Christ in the world.
have a beautiful charge speaker. A charge that can transform our hearts and change our lives. Let's say it together. Let's use our faith in God's love to help God break down everything that keeps us from welcoming the new birth of Christ in our hearts. It is never too late or too early to let God in and to let God rule. Amen. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine God's face upon you and be gracious. May the Lord lift up God's countenance on you and all of God's children and grant us peace now and forever. May the people of God who were redeemed in Christ say, now and forever, Amen! Amen. God bless you and have a beautiful celebration of life.